Welcome to the Open Source Way. This is our podcast series, SAP's podcast series about the difference that open source can be. And in each episode, we will talk with experts about open source and why they do it the open source way. I'm your host, Carsten Hohage, and in this episode, I'm going to talk to DJ Adams and Jens Haley about the Open Documentation Initiative. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, DJ. Hi, Jens. Nice to have you here. Jens has been with SAP for more than 20 years, and after working as an author at SAP, he coordinated the delivery of bigger documentation projects. He is the workstream lead for the technical implementation of the Open Documentation Initiative. DJ started working with SAP software in the 80s when everything was still written in assembly language. The GUI was a green screen and the overnight batch job schedule was massively important. He otherwise uh, studied ancient Greek, Latin and philology at university. He's written books for O'Reilly and SAP Press and done all sorts of jobs in his life as a body collector, a corpse dresser for a funeral company, a processor of animal waste products. Uh, wow, you've got some morbidity going there. <laughs> a nightclub barman, a chauffeur, you name it. He's a developer advocate at SAP and community lead for the Open Documentation Initiative. DJ, what, a corpse dresser? Um, when uh, in funerals uh, the deceased are to be viewed... Uh, in in ceremonies and churches, whatever, uh, with the lid open, you want to make sure they look great uh, with the clothes that um, the family's provided, and so that's that's what I used to do. Okay, isn't that kind of a scary job to do? Not scary, no. It's it's sad. Um, uh, it's very poignant, uh, but overall, no. I mean, it's just part of you know part of life's rich tapestry uh, it's part of life and um you get to meet all sorts of amazing people in the in the trade uh, it was it was a, a very memorable time yeah i guess gary just comes from i don't know watching the wrong movies or something I <laughs> watching the wrong movies yeah probably yeah. always expect them to start talking to me while i'm dressing them or something no. No, okay, never happened. Okay, okay. Jens, I know about you, and actually I had to think about a movie beginning when talking about corpse dressing. I don't know if either of you knows The Big Chill. It starts with that. It starts with a... Oh, yeah. Uh, the opening scene is basically a corpse being dressed, which at first you don't know. Uh, but let's not talk about dead people uh, so much longer. Uh, Jens, uh, you, on the side of what you do for SAP, enjoy photography, is that right? Yeah, I mean... Depends how much time I have, but I was always interested in photography and whenever I have the time, I enjoy doing it. Any special direction? You do landscapes, portraits, I don't know, special cameras or whatever? Well, at the moment, I um, got into macro photography, so I don't have to walk fast. I can just stay at home. Absolutely brilliant. So like the real extreme macro where you can only see the eye of the snail or something? No, no, not that close. Um, but I mean, it's really a challenge to have the motive sharp. So I work with this focus stacking technique. That's something I tried out. Yeah, so I'm a beginner there. Yep, I always find that I probably need to get into that focus stacking to make any sense out of macro. I do a bit of photography myself and macro. I'm, I totally confess I haven't conquered yet, really. 
<laughs> but that's not what we're here for to talk about. DJ, can you enlighten us? What is the Open Documentation Initiative? I'll try and enlighten uh, folks. In a nutshell, it's an initiative to make SAP's documentation collaborative. I think one of the things that I, over the decades, have been really you know, happy to observe is, you know, SAP's gradual moving towards an increasing openness, right? You know, with, with milestones like the introduction of open protocols like HTTP in the early days, many, many ongoing uh, contributions to open source projects out there, the uh, the adoption of OData as an open data protocol. We've got our open source program office that's been established, open sourcing UI5, you know, that there are so many different things, so many different steps that I've seen that SAP has taken. And this is, to me, you know, an, a next step. It's it's basically, you know, f- feedback on documentation has been, for the most part, a one-way street. You know, that there has been facilities to provide feedback, but it's, for me, it's a, it's a little bit sort of uh, like talking into a box, but there's not really much response. And the Open Documentation Initiative makes the whole collaborative process interactive, um, so, uh, so that, that's, that's for me that the key thing, collaboration and interactivity, we've got one pilot live at the moment, you know, this is still really early stages. We've got one pilot live, which is, uh, the documentation for the business application studio. And, um, we've, we've actually also got, uh, a, a meta pilot live that the, the contribution guidelines themselves that explain how to contribute. They're also subject to this open documentation initiative. Um, we're looking at more pilots going live soon, so you obviously you know, watch this space. Uh, it's, it's important to say that you know it's not all of help.sab.com that's being open for contributions. We're focusing primarily with these pilots, first of all, on uh, SAP's business technology platform content. Okay, just... To make sure I get that right, uh, we get feedback here in this podcast often uh, from open source projects that, of course, one of the important parts to collaborate with the community is documenting the open source project. What exactly is the difference to the open documentation initiative to, to these open source projects? That's a super question, actually. Um, uh, maybe it's worth turning it around. I mean, first of all, one difference really is that the primary goal of an open source project is to collaboratively produce software. Whereas the primary goal or the vehicle of what the Open Documentation Initiative is all about is the official standard, uh, gold standard, let's call it, documentation that uh, has traditionally been produced sort of by internal SAP resources. You know, we're now opening that up for collaboration by external folks. Because, you know, I joined SAP uh, only four years ago. So before that, the 30 odd year, 30 years before that, I worked in the SAP space the whole time. And I, I know that so many people out there have got so much experience and so much to contribute to documentation. You know, they know what works, they know uh, what doesn't work. Um, and so this is, this is this for me is, you know, it's an obvious thing to do, right? Um, so, in a way, one of the differences is that you know we're talking about SAP standard documentation rather than sort of open source, or, or rather than documentation that is connected to or part of open source projects, you know, repos on GitHub, for example. 
Okay, so it's the regular help.sap.com documentation we're talking about, not something of some back corner GitHub or very prominent GitHub uh, project, right? Nice, okay. nice save there, Carsten, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's quickly forget that. No, but it, and, and it's also not like some uh, online shops or whatever do that we're outsourcing uh, the writing of product information to our customers, is it? No, it, it's definitely not. Although, I mean, you know, I think one one um, core similarity is that is about the conversation. Uh, one thing that we may get onto is that um, the contribution process, whether that's through feedback or at contributing actual content suggestions. Yes, that those are the vehicles, but it's all about the conversation. It's all about the conversation between internal folks and external folks. Just like you know, the conversation on you know a large retailer online is about the you know conversation between the reviews. However, you know that's not always a bad thing anyway, right? You look at SAP community; it's amazing, different folks helping other different folks. You know, so that is a good thing. Okay, speaking of contributions and discussion and everything, how has the activity in ways of contributions been so far? I would I would say uh, uh, one of my favorite phrases is uh, small but perfectly formed. You know, we're, we're starting out <laughs> slowly. Um, we've got, like I say, we've got the the, uh, the business application studio documentation, and we've had uh, some great suggestions through feedback. So, just to make it clear, um, there are two ways to to collaborate to, to contribute. You know, you can provide feedback, which is I think this, or I've observed that, or how about this. And there's a content contribution where you say, well, I, you know, I saw, I saw this thing and there was something missing or something needed changing. And so here is that missing thing. Here is that changed thing. Folks who are listening, who are aware of, you know, the GitHub-based collaboration process will recognize those two things as issues and pull requests, right? Um, and so we've had a mixture of both. Uh, fixing small things like typos, bad uh, URLs or whatever, but also making suggestions and contributing uh, new bits of information, maybe also reordering things to make things clearer. So all sorts of different wonderful uh, contributions. Okay, I guess we have the general idea now. Jens, what further goals, what uh, things on the roadmap uh, does the project have in a little more detail in the nearer future? Yeah, maybe just to add to, to DJ, I mean, first of all, I think the main goal is to bring everybody together in this external collaboration process. So it's not only about authors being able to communicate to the outside world, but also um, to include our SAP developers. I mean, they are part of the documentation creation process, but it's really great if they can see through the feedback that we get on the documentation, you know, where the pain points are in, in the software also. Um, but I would also like to elaborate a little bit about, you know, what's not really the goal. So, I mean, up to now, we have just talked about the external view um, so that people may be on the help portal, they see so something they would like to correct or they see an issue and they can directly navigate, by the way, from the help portal then to github.com so we have updated the UI of, of the help portal and there's an edit button that then immediately opens a pull request on github.com. Um, so that's the external view. But that doesn't mean really that the source of the documentation is on or must be on github.com. So we use Markdown to have this collaboration process going. 
but authors at SAP do not actually use Markdown or not all of them. Our main system to produce content is the DITA CMS. And then sometimes there's this reflex, you know, when we have this project and they see, oh, we have external collaboration for GitHub to say, well, let, let's use GitHub as the source for the documentation. But I would say at the moment we are using a side-by-side -side approach. So we still use our content management system that we have, our data system, and then we use GitHub just for the collaboration aspect. And of course, we have teams that also use GitHub to develop code at SAP before you know it's released somewhere. But with regards to documentation, I would say we're still in an exploration phase. So uh, first of all, that documentation has to go to the help portal as well. And yeah, we're looking into the details, you know, because GitHub is not really a content management system. To me, it's a versioning system. And what I have seen is that whenever people start to use GitHub as the source, they start to build a content management system. And so this project is also a way to, to see, you know, how can we get to a standardized approach there? So I think you share my perception that I have developed in the fate that basically I have at SAP. I work as a non-developer among all developers and software architects in the organization that I'm in. And they always try to make me work on natural language documents uh, using GitHub. And I always say, well, no, it's not really for natural language documents. It's for the branching and versioning and everything of code, but it's not really 100% the same mechanisms. Is that what you also experience, Jens? Well, I mean, I would say, you know, people choose the tool that they like, and of course developers like GitHub, and that's what they work with every day. And then, um, you know, just as an example, so I was part of the Gardner team as an author, and uh, Gardner is also open source, so they use GitHub a lot. And first I was a bit skeptical, you know, because I hadn't used GitHub that much before. And I was hesitant, you know, why do I need to use it? You know, we have our content management system and so on. But then I also saw really the benefits because I could really do good reviews with people that are not located in Germany. Uh, instead, you know, in Sofia or wherever. And we can really go through my documentation line by line if we want to and review it, you know, as if we sat in a coffee corner. So I definitely see that, you know, that's that's the big plus point of, of GitHub, those uh, collaboration capabilities. But when it comes to documentation, there's more, you know, people want to have a proper navigation for the documentation. We don't want to be lost in correcting links all the time if you make structural changes. And whenever people enter that domain, they soon realize GitHub might not be the right tool or, you know, they use some other open source component to pimp it up. Yeah, and, and I'm really excited where this whole story is going. I have a feeling it will still be a side-by-side -side approach. And we will see, you know, when GitHub is the source, where are the limits and what can we support in future? Just out of personal interest then, when you said uh, you were so very well able to do cross-location reviews via GitHub, were you just using it 
online, like in the web interface, or using it with all these offline syncing tools? No, we, we were using, I also use those offline syncing tools because it's a lot easier, you know, if you clone the content and then you have your, the editor that you like. I mean, I personally use VS Code and there are a few things that already support authors to locally work on content. For example, I don't know whether you have heard of Acrolinks, uh, which is a tool to kind of check the language and we can actually use that SAP together with Markdown. So uh, we can connect kind of from VS Code to our Acrolink server. And instead of checking our data content, which is an XML standard, we can also apply the same checks to Markdown. So, I mean, that works well. I know. I was at some point even asked for my opinion and some testing of Acrolinks, and I personally feel... Um, that it contains the danger of people relying on that for their language check rather than having a four or six or eight I principle. And uh, it can never do what a four or six or eight I principle can do. But anyway, this is not what we're here to discuss in detail, the AI versus the human control and uh, quality management of text. DJ, how do you expect the Open Documentation Initiative to continue? Where should it, in your opinion, lead? Well, I mean, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with uh, not saying anything about Acrolinks because I have my own experiences as well. But anyway, <laughs> let's let's get on to answering that question. As I mentioned before, we're focusing right now on uh, business technology platform topics, and we've got some pilots, uh, more sort of developer tech-focused pilot uh, documentation sets lined up. So those will be sort of appearing at some stage. You know, I can't really say when. Uh, but I think also, uh, I think it's fair to say that GitHub itself will be in some way or another, you know, that will become an integral part of SAP's documentation infrastructure. I think it's important to, I mean, there was such a great set of points that you you were talking about before. And I think it's, I think it's worth at this juncture just being clear to the listeners. You know, we have diff we have three different things going on here. We've got the distributed version control system, which is Git not GitHub. Um, GitHub, for me as a developer, but also as a, as a natural language author, that's that's not what the version control is all about. That's about collaboration. That's about working together. You know, it's got an amazing set of workflows and everything. That's what Jens was referring to. And then we've got a content management system and GitHub is not a CMS, you know, Ditter is our CMS. So I think, it's, you know, these things are very closely connected, but it's also important to be able to sort of separate them in one's brain, right? I just had to smile because uh, what our listeners don't know is that before the recording, we talked about the early days of the internet and uh, DJ was pointing out uh, that, of course, the internet is not the same thing as the web. And now you're basically doing the same thing and saying GitHub is, of course, not the same thing as Git. No, it's completely different. Uh, that's what made me smile, that you're like very keen on uh, pointing out these semantic differences, basically. Um, yes. And... Anyway, I just remembered something else as we're talking. There was at some point, as we're also we're speaking of the past of the internet and everything, wasn't there at some point something called SAP Docupedia that from the basic idea was something similar, like a collaborative writing of SAP information at least. Is that still around? And or like how is it different? Or is it gone? And how is it different? Maybe Jens? 
You have to be a little bit careful here because that was one of the projects of my former manager. (laughs) (laughs) But what I can say is, no, it's not around. Um, I think one of the problems of Ducopedia was that it was tricky to find out um, when, you know, everybody can collaboratively work on documentation, uh, what is the actual official SAP version of it? That was the, the main challenge then. I think they couldn't figure that out. And, and now with GitHub, um, there's now doubt, you know, that whatever people see on the help portal is still the official SAP documentation. We have found a way to kind of gatekeeping, you know, what gets into it. And uh, because we use those pull request reviews uh, that can only be approved and, and merged by SAP employees. So, um, yeah. Maybe we learned out of Docupedia, but you know it's not the follow-on project or anything. Um, but yes, uh, it's it's it was a similar idea. Okay, so it's not the wiki type, uh, totally open collaboration platform. Uh, the Open Documentation Initiative is, but it's basically the veto, the approval role is all still funneled, tunneled uh, through SAP approving of changes and feedback right yes okay great but uh to jump back one where should it uh, where will it lead is the idea in the end anyway even if it's not like docupedia is the idea in the end that on every page on the sap help portal you basically have a button that says suggest change well i don't think so i mean um, the help portal not only contains uh, documentation for technical people but we have end users that use our marketing tools. We have administrators, but I'm not really sure yet uh, you know, whether they would have a GitHub account. Uh, so for, for the absolute end users, uh, I would say it's probably not an option to, uh, to say, well, you have to have a GitHub account to, to be able to provide feedback. Uh, that would be a bit over the top, but... I mean, for, for developers, it's only natural, you know, to use the tool that they already use daily anyways um, to provide feedback to us and to get into a conversation. So you would basically, by the choice of tools and the way of user interaction, implicitly limit the those who will provide feedback down to those who know what they're doing? Well, I mean, maybe it sounds a bit ridiculous, but you have to see that, uh, at least at the moment, you know, every documentation that we bring live to GitHub is also like a, a mini project. Um, and we, we also need kind of the resources to do the whole thing. So it's not as if we could push a button and, and then all the documentation of the help portal is suddenly on, on, on github.com. But um, so, I mean, that's why we choose, you know, where does it make sense to, uh, to have this external collaboration process for developers mainly. So we have a look at developer documentation. Okay. Okay. I'm just kind of trying to make sure some things here so that, I mean, this is going to be a publicly available 
podcast so that not everyone expects uh, all of a sudden uh, that they can send us uh, these millions of feedback messages uh, on all, any page of documentation that they always disliked or something, but that it's still a rather targeted approach uh, to certain areas. Yeah, I mean, the, the, maybe just to add to that, I mean, if, if uh, people would like to give an overview, you know, where that is possible, because uh, it will not be that easy to find, you know, the documentation where you can do it by looking at the help portal. But all the documentation that we um, include in this collaboration process are found in our SAP-Docs organization. So when you go on github.com... Shortly before we finish, we'll come to uh, how do people get involved. I think, uh, DJ, you have something uh, to add at this point here? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, um, yeah I was jumping up and down sort of uh, in, in audio mode, but um, I, I, that was such a great question, uh, Carsten. You know, you know, are, are you saying that uh, we're restricting the feedback to people uh, who are only people implicitly that know what they do? And I love that. It's such a brilliant question. Harsh but fair. That's one of my favorite <laughs> phrases as well. And I think I'm old enough and daft enough to say, well, yeah, obviously, because, you know, we, we first of all, yeah, you need to know what you're doing. It's not difficult. It's not rocket science. But also, going back to the discussion between, uh, you know, Docupedia versus the official help.sap.com documentation, you know, we're dealing with the crown jewels here. You know, we're not, it's not just a free-for-all wiki. Wikis are amazing, right? I'm a big wiki fan. But this is not a wiki. You know, um, SAP are opening up the documentation, the official goals and documentation. So there has to be, in my opinion, some level of review and uh, standard uh, that's easy to achieve, and we describe that in the, in the contribution guidelines. Otherwise, you know, it's going to end up in chaos, right? So I think it's a nice balance between, you know, sort yourself out and contribute to this wonderful thing. When I asked that question, by the way, I had to also think uh, at, of parts of your CV because of you studied ancient languages and philology and philosophy and so on. And some of these texts also sometimes are written with an attitude of, I only want people to understand this who really understand it. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least that's what some philosophers sometimes claim, that they intentionally don't write it easy but okay no we're not blocking anyone out no not at all no what we're saying we're just saying this is a dedicated approach and not like a public throw at everyone right exactly there's there's, there's a there's an entry cost to have a conversation and that entry cost is to be able to have a, a conversation where you know who you're talking to and have that thread and that entry cost is the collaboration, you know, an ID on the collaboration platform that we're using. That's it. Yes, that was very well put. Uh, I'll not say any more before I screw it up again. <laughs> anyway, uh, I just mentioned before, as we're kind of approaching the end of our time here, what will people do who became interested? Uh, like within SAP, outside SAP, where do they get started with learning more or with even contributing? I'm going to give a couple of pointers. There's uh, a really fun video starring the one and only Jens, uh, my wonderful colleague on this project, um, <laughs> and I'm in there as well. So it's about, I don't know, it's about five minutes long. It just gives you, or maybe less, I don't know, um, gives you an overview of what it's all about. Um, I, I think it's great, you know, um, regardless of whether I'm in it or not. So we'll put a link to that, I hope. Um, and there's also a blog post that we wrote and published uh, when we first you know kicked off the initiative uh, earlier this year and that gives you all sorts of details about how to collaborate what the different types of collaboration are and so on 
Okay, cool. And I'm sure we're going to have all the links to the materials just mentioned under the podcast information once it's published. Now, apart from that, are there any other key takeaways you'd like all our listeners to remember? Like maybe you take turns and maybe Jens, you start. Um, my key takeaway would be GitHub does not replace the CMS that SAP uses, but it complements it for collaboration. Okay, DJ. I would say this is just another step on SAP's journey towards openness. And we should all embrace it. Great. Then we'll just call it a day and I'll say goodbye. Thank you very much, Jens and DJ. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for listening to The Open Source Way. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and don't miss our next episode published every last Wednesday of the month. You'll find us on OpenSAP and in most places where you find all your other podcasts like Apple Podcasts, Spotify and the likes. Thanks again for listening and bye-bye.